Peace, peace, everyone. Brother Shemel here, and peace. I have with me a special guest with me. Um, this brother here is, you know, he really needs no introduction, but I will say this, that um, I had the opportunity and the pleasure to interview this brother before uh, some years ago on my YouTube page, and you can check it out. Um, Morris Magi, Magi to Marvel movies, and he dropped a ton of um, ton of knowledge there. And to date, you know, it is my actually uh, King. That's that's my largest viewed, most viewed wow. video. It's you know long. That's great. Um, I, I appreciate it. And I got a small. <laughs> it got over ten thousand views, which is big for me because I got it's a long. channel, man. But that's that just Absolutely, brother. But that just speaks to um, the value of the information you've been giving for so many years. And um, and I just, you know, want to actually continue to support you. Without further ado, I have with me um, the one and only, I see the Duke of Tears, Islam. How are you, brother? Islam, Pleasure to have me on again. Thank you for sharing me with the audience, you know what I'm saying? I really appreciate it. And as well, man, for the continued support over the years. Uh, I really appreciate it, bro. It's all the human family to the planet Earth. And um, again, man, thanks for having me on again. Absolutely, my pleasure. My pleasure, brother. So um, to get started, you know, from the last time that we, we spoke, um, a lot, you've done a lot. One of the things I wanted to talk on was there was a video that you did, and I think we spoke about this on the phone, where you were speaking um, to some children at, at a school. I think it was a high school. Yeah, it was a high school. I had. Absolutely. And you was dropping it. You was, um, because this show also will be broadcast on my radio show in Charlotte, um, as well as on YouTube. And I want to kind of have something for the younger audience you know yes. kind of new to this Moorish paradigm and everything mm -hmm. so one of the things I noticed what you did when you talked to them is you asked each every every one of them where they're from mm -hmm. and um kind of uh if you can kind of go into that to the importance of that in terms of identity nationality and otherwise because I know a lot of millennials and, and stuff they're not really as conscious on that as we are so. Sure, indeed. Um, it's it for me. It was definitely um, a pleasure. Thanks, thanks to the people at Sunrise um, High School that uh, brought me out that time. Um, big up Teddy T because um, he did get me out there for that. Um, identity is the biggest thing because it's the first thing that people think of or see when they see you. So immediately when you go somewhere and people is looking for you or looking at you, they always are going to try to size up who or where you come from. Like, it's just natural like that. Like, if, if you're walking down the street and you see a dog, your mind equates that as a dog immediately. However, then the waking mind begins to clarify what type of dog that is. You get what I'm saying? So it's an instantaneous thing. When you see 
the Rottweiler, you see the Rottweiler, you see the dog as a rock. You don't see the dog as a Rottweiler. You see the Rottweiler as the dog. You see what I'm saying? Because you automatically associate that this four, four-legged quadruped, right, is a form of mammal. But as soon as you understand it, you know that's what it is. However, what if you come from a place where you see that Rockwaller, right, but don't know that that's the name of the Rockwaller? You still know it's a dog. You see what I'm saying? So you can still identify it, even though you may not know its direct name. You know what species that this thing belongs to. You know what I'm saying? Well, sorry. So it's the same thing when it comes to um, nationality or name. There's an element of direction that comes from knowing what path a person has come from and what family that person belongs to. So identity helps us define that. If identity wasn't important, then nobody would have a name. You know what I'm saying? Nothing would have a name. But to show you how important identity is, anything without a name doesn't exist. You see what I'm saying? So you can have a name. No. You can have an a, a understanding of oneself. And you could know, okay, this is, like I said, a dog. But unless you know the name or the specific identity or family thing of the dog, you don't know anything outside of that. So imagine if today, I said this before, but it's a good example. Imagine if I took away all knowledge of who you were prior to this conversation. Okay, so you live your whole life the way that you've lived it up until now. And up until now in this conversation, uh, this is the first time you've woken up to who, to, to being you. So now everything that you used to be um, is still there, but you have no on-site memory to recall that. So in the essence of a place or circumstance like that, you know what happens now you have to rely on the on the kindness of strangers to kind of tell you who and what you are. And that's not always a good thing because people don't always have other people's best interests in mind, especially when they've come and taken over, you know, continents and stuff like that with false information and basic brainwashing and mind control. So because most people identify with what a colonizer calls them, they are then products or property of that colonization. But that colonization only existed from the time that they accepted that designation and the time that they did it. You understand what I'm saying? So you can have a nationality, you know what I mean, and still be conflicted with what your identity is. That's why you would have, you would see certain people who are, who are like the old, like in the Moors community, the ultimate Moors, you know what I'm saying? These Moors is like ultimate, you know what I mean? And they, they, they're infallible. They're like super Moors, you know what I'm saying? But then like BLM come out and then like now they're wearing BLM hats and shit like that. You see what I'm saying? So it's like being jack of all trades, master of none doesn't help 
anything get done. You know what I'm saying? It just means that you know a lot of shit. So it, that's what happens with the identity in my in my understanding is that it's more it's more than just being able to say I'm this. It's also creating a boundary line and a delineation to say what I also am not. See what I'm saying? So if I'm Prince Charles, then I can't be Robert Smith. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because Robert Smith is Robert Smith and Prince Charles L is Prince Charles L. You know what I mean? But because Robert Smith is somewhat non-descendable, he doesn't have a nationality the way that Prince Charles L does. See what I'm saying? Because if I say Robert Smith or Robert Poole or Albert Blake, that's different than saying Albert Rodriguez, Albert um, uh, Warfenstein or Albert L. You see what I'm saying? The last ones all denote a person's identity and nationality. And that's what I think a lot of millennials don't understand because what they what they are being taught is shit, pseudo shit, like like sex and gender is more important than nationality. Mm. See what I'm saying? They're taught to kind of like advocate for 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 gender rights. And shit like that instead of national rights. So it's okay for you to transition into a female if you're a male. However, and you're more accepted if you're a so-called melanated or black male who decides to wear a dress or decides to be gay or decides to get his penis cut off to be trans or whatever. That's when you're brave. But what is a brave? A brave is a so-called American Indian prince. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they use words that that have the opposite meaning to who they're describing to give them power. So when you're gay, you're brave, right? So that means what? You're emulating what? Uh, 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 Shinnecock or Tasalagi or Yamasi Prince, because that's what a brave is. Then when you go outside with that, now you're showing pride. That's pride, right? But a pride is a group of lions, is a family alliance. You see what I'm saying? Again, something powerful to describe the opposite of what these people are. Because it's not brave to just go have sex with the same sex. See what I'm saying? Like, that's just part of certain people's human experience. But that's not brave. That's not like jumping out of a plane. That's not like running into a, a, a burning building saving a child. That's brave. You know what I'm saying? It's brave to not take the, the shut up money. You know what I'm saying? It's brave not to um, um, conform to what somebody says because of this, because their science uh, is benefiting them and not you. It's brave to stand up to somebody that's telling a lie. Those are brave things. You know what I'm saying? So once you become gay, then you're brave. Then so that means what? You're you're some sort of Cherokee, some sort of Tasalagi. Then you go outside in the street, and now you say that you're gay, and now you're brave showing pride so now you're what now you're a brave you're a Tisalagi prince who's now a part of a lion pride you know what I'm saying and now you're using that now to describe you then you get the symbol you get the rainbow but then you flip it you invert it so that the red is at the top and the purple is at the bottom so then that shows a, a flip of the orchid gland we were taking the orchid gland that's on the inside of what they call the taint between one's 
sac than one's anus. And then now you're saying that the pineal organ that's there is now higher than the one that's here. So now you inverted everything. So now the desire is at the top, right? The, the, um, that they don't put the desire at the top, which is the red, and then they put the violet, which is the ultra violet, which is the, the celestial shit at the bottom. See what I'm saying? And now they're using this rainbow to say that this is their flag to represent them being brave and having pride. See what I'm saying? But when in actuality, you just annexed the rainbow, you've inverted it, and now you turned it into some sort of new patriarchal flag because the whole gay trans movement is run by white males. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you're not really doing nothing for diversity. It can't be diversity if the only way we're being diverse is to now allow the white males to now put on dresses, be females, identify as black. You see what I'm saying? Identify as Korean and shit, and then still keep the same people in play. Meanwhile, the rest of us is at odds, and we still beefing about whose religion is right, whose situation is this. You see what I'm saying? Like it's downstairs. Then the millennials, they looking at everybody like they crazy because they they don't they've never been taught nothing. Millennials ain't never been taught shit. Excuse my language, they ain't never been taught nothing. Right. So they just go by what they're told to be upset about. Because they weren't, they weren't like us. They weren't the latchkey kids like us. We was latchkey kids. Some of us grew up in my generation. So when our parents was at work, we was at home by ourselves, watching good, watching different strokes, watching family ties, watching or whatever we was watching, you know what I'm saying? Or going out in the street, doing what we need to do until the street light went off, until the street light came on, you know what I'm saying? And we had to go in the house. That whole era's done. That whole era of social interaction is over. So these children don't know how to form real sentences with one another. These children don't know how to have a deductive thought. They don't know how to think a thought and let it go. Everybody's thinking all the thoughts and keeping all their thoughts in their head and not allowing them just to go somewhere. Not every thought that you think needs to be thought out to an extrapolation. You might just have an errant thought, but we've forgotten that we could even do that because they done made us feel like we got to be emotionally responsible for everything and everybody and defend everything and everybody except the basic tenets of our society, of our survival. So, like I said, these millennial kids, they don't know how to, they don't know none of that. They don't know how to wait for something. You understand? Like, we used to call people on the phone. I used to have to wait till I got home to see who called me. <laughs> yep. Yep. Facts. Facts. You know what I'm saying? I used to have to rotary dial a phone. I used to have a phone that I used to have to rotary dial. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when, when I got in trouble back in the days. Um, for calling 976 numbers. You remember that? Remember that era? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they was first trying to put the porn in the community and shit. And it was like, yeah. in grade school, I'm like in fourth grade, like, yo, you call this number, they start talking sex. Like, what's that? Spike Lee made numbers. a movie off of that. Yeah, he did, right? The, the, yeah. That's right. That girl six shit. You're right. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, like, like things like that. Like, like having an opinion and keeping it to yourself. These things is almost, what's that? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, people don't know how to do that anymore. They feel like every bit of minutiae that they think needs to be vomited 
onto some sort of streaming platform so that way they're always in the mind of somebody else and nothing is and nobody's listening everybody's just talking exactly exactly and um you you said a lot when when you speak about the millennials not knowing anything what what i got from the video which is really sad you know when you think about the educational system you know being in what it is they didn't know what an atlas was most of them didn't know what an atlas was nope. I, I can go back and i know you can go back my parents had the um, world book yeah. encyclopedia yeah. and that big book which was the your atlas. parents had a library your yeah. parents had a library i had a library in the crib yeah you that don't exist saying? anymore yeah, our kid, what? Parents with libraries in their own house? <laughs> what, why would I do that? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, it's, that's how it is. People don't, people don't even realize how far out of humanity that they phase people. When I say millennials don't know shit, I'm not saying that they're, that they're stupid. I'm saying no. that they have been purposely coddled to the point that they believe that each one of them is a, is a shooting star rainbow. That's gonna be that's gonna be a famous rock star, painter, musician, politician, president. Like this is what they think. They think they could do it all. Cause I remember when they started bringing T ball, they started because my son used to play um, baseball when he was young. And I remember they started bringing these kids and they started bringing the T ball shit in, and it was just like you had kids that were totally uncoordinated, totally just not in the vein for that. And but they're all winners, you know what I'm saying? And they're all winning. Everybody gets a trophy. Like that shit was a lie. And then me and my son, I'm they looking at me like I'm crazy because I'm I'm on some like no focus, hit the ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Run the base. Like <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you're gonna do it, do it. We here. So you don't give us don't half ass it. Right. You know my son a Leo, so I gotta be on him. And um, so don't half-ass it. Be the best at what you're doing. That don't mean to be unsportsmanlike to the people you're playing against, but it don't make no sense to do it if you're going half-ass it. So that became the thing because I was taught that they're winners and they're losers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because there are. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's that simple. Nobody was coddling me. When I... One day, as a young man, I realized that people don't give a damn what happens to men. The only people who get sympathy unconditioned is babies, women, elderly people, and animals. That's it. Nobody cares what men think. Nobody gives a damn about men. And men have to suck it up and get over it, regardless of what happens to them. You could be molested, and it's like, nigga, get over it. You dig what I'm saying? Whereas a female... You got programs, you got um, uh, support groups, you got TV shows, you got books, you got all types of shit. But if a man gets raped by a woman, niggas laugh at you like, what? A woman can't rape a man. You crazy. Exactly. Like, so, so that's 16. So when I was 16 and this woman who was 35 was, was having sex with me. And at 16, my 16-year-old stupid mind is like, wow, I'm really coming up. I'm really, you know, doing my thing. It's not until I become 30 (laughs) 
It's not until I become 35 and be like, damn, I was molested. This chick molested me. But it, it didn't feel like that. Right. You see what I'm right. saying? Because right. I'm in the idea, I'm a young man. I'm coming up. I'm busting my yeah. joint off. I'm getting my shit off. See what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. So here goes a straight rapist. You know what I'm saying? Um, is 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 free and clear because it's a female. You know what I'm saying? So who had a daughter? You know what I'm saying? My age, uh, if not. But again, young man, you don't have your daddy in the house. You don't have niggas around the crib, around the thing, because they all trying to do what they see you, what they think you doing. Mm. And I don't, but again, 16, I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, because I'm still 16. But again, I'm a male. And I told you, men don't give, they don't give a damn about that. I told my son, when we moved, we moved down here maybe 13 years ago. And there was an old lady in the building named Anita, white lady. But she looked like Spanish or something, but she was a white woman. And she was the best with us, especially when he was a baby. But I had a, something happen one day and she said something to me and it, and it kind of put me off. So I told my wife about it. And then a couple of months later, I was with her more. And um, we were there and I told him. And we saw her and she waved or whatever. And she went back in the crib and more waved. And then he's like, oh, look, it's neat. I said, I know she's cool or whatever, but don't get too thing with her. I said, because you cute now because you're a little boy. I said, but when you get a certain age, I'm telling you, it's all going to switch up. She's going to stop seeing you like that. Because now you, you go from being a cute little boy, cute little black baby dog, to now a threat. You know what I'm saying? So sure enough, years later, he in the pool uh, in that building we lived in. And then she comes out and starts screaming on him. Like she ain't see him swim in the same pool from the time he was three. You know what I'm saying? To, to, uh, to 10. And now you got a problem. You see what I'm saying? Because now he's getting bigger. Now you noticing his muscles. Now you're seeing that he's absorbing the sun. Now you're seeing his strength. See what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying when it comes to us not really being acclimated to uh, function on the same lines that everybody else do because we're so transfixed on not taking care of our situation first. And thus, then we put ourselves like that, that, that school thing. All they wanted to talk about really was like what was really going on. Mm. Like why is celebrity such a big thing in, in, in that? Why do I care so much about these certain things? You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I said, I'm going to speak to them from the perspective that I probably will never be invited back. You know what I'm saying? And I haven't. You know what I mean? So I did what I needed to do with that. Because I told them, I said, okay, y'all want it. I said, but don't be surprised if after this, this is it. So if nobody else tell you the real about this shit, I'm going to do my best to do so. And that's how I've always been. I haven't been in a position where if I find out something and I know it's true, true, credible, and I could prove it, I'm not going to not let the people know. You know what I'm saying? But if I hear it and it be half paying rumor, and even if it is true, I don't have something specifically that I could come and say, boom, 
there it is. Then I'm not going to create more confusion. You see what I'm saying? By yeah. putting certain things, certain things out before I even understand. It. You know right. What I mean? Right. Well, um, to that point, because in that video we didn't get to that part. Part that nah. ended up you not coming back. So, um, <laughs> for the audience, what was that? <laughs> Could you give Word. us a little bit? Say that again. Could you give us some of what you told the told the young people there? Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was talking to them about um, like um, one the fact that they've always been here, that the whole idea that you are your identity is based on two different continents is crazy, and that um, if you were born here you've always been here and that they made it with this fake history that even if you're born here, you're not from here because they have this whole fake thing. This is a nation of immigrants. No, it's not. The immigrants is an immigrant is another name for slave. So um, they were sent away and then peopled here at a specific time point in history to overlay everything that was already here. And then do away with the idea that we, people that look like us, was running our own society. They still want us to pigeonhole or piggyback that society off of Africa. You know what I'm saying? And so what I was trying to get them to understand is that Africa is just a Freemasonic codename for Earth. So according to the old maps and everything, Africa went as far into America as uh, the Rio Bravo. You know what I'm saying? So everything west of Mali is still Africa. But the term Africa is not African. The term Africa, the word Africa is actually a Latin word. And that Latin people who were speaking that were people that looked like us and they were called Carthaginians or Phoenicians, or uh, uh, Proto-Lemurians, or Mu, or Fomorians, or Etruscans, or the people of Corala Supe, or whoever, you know what I'm saying? Um, Maya, the Mayans, okay, that's cool, but that was the river. That was the river that they, in a sense, wanted to to see when they were coming in here to take over stuff, you can't leave the name of what the people know it as. So we don't want to come in and say that these Moors is down here running shit, but we didn't just fought a whole war against these Moors over here. So we're going to call these guys Maya after the river. You see what I'm saying? So this way we're not acknowledging them in their in individual identity self. And then those that had more contact with these people allowed those people to call them mine. You see what I'm saying? But the greater people, the Tuttle Ixi or the Tuttle Seed people, you know what I'm saying? Who they refer to as the Omec, as the Maya or whatever, those people were Muslims. And those people had a society here that was not based on Christianity and was not based on worshiping the corn and the dirt and and the wind and all of this bullshit that we, excuse me, 
excuse my language, all of this BS that these Siberian Native Americans is trying to convince us that we was into. You know what I mean? Like we was not worshiping corn. We was not worshiping the dirt. We was not making up legends about the wind and, and all of this bullshit. Like we knew where all of that stuff came from. So why would we mythologize it for ourselves? No, we mythologized it to the people that came later that wasn't from here. You know what I'm saying? So what I was also relaying to them is the fact that nobody's going to tell them the truth about themselves. And that nobody that has a vested interest in them as a commodity is going to look at them as something other than that. So the school system, the workforce, the head, the healthcare system, the educational system, everybody is a goddamn number. But what society tells us is that the people who are most successful are the goddamn dropouts. Jeff Bezos, dropout. Bill Gates, dropout. The nigga who started Twitter, dropout. All these niggas is dropouts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All these people are, what's called it, Zuckerberg, dropout. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because they made the movie Facebook with Michael Eisner or, or Eisenberg in it and shit, that don't mean it happened that way. That's just how they want you to tell you what happened. But what they did show you in the movie was that he had a relationship with the Porcellian Club. But Black people don't know. Moors don't know. Uh, melanated people don't know what the Porcellian Club is and, and how distinguished it is and why so many people have tried over the years to be a part of that type of shit. Teddy Roosevelt couldn't even get in. You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how Lily White, they was trying to make that. But remember, we're also dealing with a society that functions through decoys, okay? Half of European society was run through decoys. So that means that the person, the white man that you see that was running shit, he was not the one. The painting that you see of Edward V, that wasn't Edward V. The real Edward V was darker than me and you. You know what I'm saying? But they put the white decoys here to go along with the white myth of superiority. So that way we always looking at the white people and we're not looking at the black puppet masters behind them. Because they done convinced us that black people are so stupid that no black people run white people. See, that's why we lose. Because we think that Bill Clinton, for instance, is the head honcho. When Bill Clinton was brought to the Bilderberg meeting by Vernon Johns. Vernon Johns is dark as Khaled Mohammed. Right. You mean to tell me this black man who nobody know could literally walk the, a, a nigga who they already chose to be president of the United States before the grand council of all the Satanists in the world? And this nigga ain't got no power? So you never heard no rape charge against Vernon Johns? You ain't never hear about Vernon Johns going through this, this, and that. See what I'm saying? You ain't nobody really even thought about him until he died just recently. And now it's because he switched sides. He jetted, he stepped from the Democrats and started going into the Republican. They be like, nah, we can't have that. We can't have this nigga back in Trump. Are you crazy? So they had to ixnay that dude. He up out of here. So what we think as the boule and these types of things happening or whatever, um, they're all just more window dressing for the same thing. Because again, we have been given a full sense of inferiority like they've been given a false sense of superiority so no. we don't think that 
there's any black people in control nowhere doing nothing to us. Meanwhile, all you got to do is Google the head of the WHO and you're going to see a nigga just as, little, just as dark as me. And he running. So Fauci answered to him. What's calling them? All these niggas answer to him. Mm-hmm. And he's a melanated man. He, he out here telling you to get vaxxed and doing all of that. Knowing that this shit is killing more people than cancer, more people than, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? More people than hypertension, diabetes, whatever. All these people dying of all these other real diseases, real shit that's really killing people. He's more concerned or they're more concerned with the one that they created that has a 99.98% survival rate. It's insane. You know what I'm saying? It's insane. And again, that's a melanated person doing that. You know what I'm saying? All of these, these, these um, black lawyers and judges, every time you see them, oh, I just got my doctorate. I'm about to be this. Are they coming into the community to stop locking niggas up? No. Are they, are they going into the judicial system to create a hedge of protection for the disenfranchised people in the judicial system? No. They're going in up there to uphold it even more than the white people. Meanwhile, the white people letting all of their friends off. They're getting all of their pedophile peoples out of jail. They're doing whatever they can do to, to lock up and kill as many niggas as possible. You know what I'm saying? And the black people get up, the so-called black people get up in there, and they get mad loyal. They, they, they are just there to maintain. They will lock up as many niggas as they need to, knowing that it's institutional racism, knowing that it's institutionally biased against their own people. So are they not getting doctorates and everything to change their community? They are going in to keep it exactly the way it is. So how, so how is that helping us? How, how are we moving forward as a people? You're not changing no laws to help me. You know who's doing shit like that? You know who's doing shit like that? Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Kim Kardashian was getting things out of jail. That was her thing. Then what, what happened? When was the last time you heard Jay-Z get somebody out of jail? When the last time you heard any any niggas, any of these niggas do anything for anybody in jail mm. other than go? Nobody. So as far as I'm concerned, all these people down with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're all down with it. They, you know what I mean? And it's not just celebrity. It, the, the, look at what's happening in the concert community right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And all of that is by design. You know what I mean? It ain't just happened. But again, we were watching this thing, this train wreck implode for the past 10, since 2008, since this nigga Barry got in. And I told people, if you go back and check my resume, go back to 2008. I did three tapes, The Truth About Barry, Welcome to Obamatopia, Mm -hmm. and um, and um, Obamanomics, I think I called it. And I laid it out. I let you know that this nigga, what, what, what black man you know got a mother named Stanley? Like, I was telling people then, you know what I'm saying? Like, this nigga was, what, he not broke. He one of the richest people in the world. You know what I'm saying? And what he represents spiritually is great for us. But that is going to be manipulated and once he get in, he's not going to do anything for melanated people. Nothing other than sit in the seat. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that was enough because once they, because up until him, the country was over. 
people, white people, Asian people, Latin people, everybody was against Bush. Everybody was fed up with it all. Everybody knew. Kanye told you George Bush hate black people. Like they did the whole rituals on everything. The country was over. Niggas about to shut the whole thing down. Then what happened? This they brought this nigga out of nowhere. Just like in the conscious community, this nigga who, who's in the controversy now came out of nowhere. Just boom, he's here. Now he is the pinnacle, and everybody else that's been in the community all these years ain't shit. We all need to focus on that. And that's what they did, right? That's what they all did. Right. Yeah. I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Because I was there. I saw it. I, I literally saw it. I I was called to a meeting one time when niggas was like, yo, this is how we going to do. And this, this, and that. And I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be a part of any of that. I'm not going to sit down and do a fake debate with somebody. Why would I do that? Oh, but you know, we need to expand the market. Who needs to expand it? You? You are, you are, you are basically a functional illiterate. How are you? How are you the face for all of this? That's when I've seen, oh, this is a op. Time to back up. Right, right. Time to go this way. <laughs> Time to stop talking to this person. Time right. to step. And that was, but, but again, I'm a man, so I don't got to tell nobody. I got to telegraph my move that I'm going to do that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to just do that. And then maybe if you ask me, hey, I notice you don't chill with certain, certain person no more. How come? Oh, well, because it is this and that. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. However, what I started to see in in whether the microcosm or the macrocosm, the same thing, man. People felt like if I don't be down with this, if I don't comment on this, if I don't think, then I'm not going to be relevant. So again, that means your relevancy is coming from another man. Right. Like I came from the era where you don't do that. You don't you don't buddy hustle with somebody. You don't derive somebody to fame. You get there yourself. Right. So if I have to kiss this person's behind to get there, then I'm not gonna get there. Or I'm gonna find another way there where I don't gotta do that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But that's not, but see. We were fed this bullshit from the rappers from a lot of situations because we were taught that hustling is good, being a hustler. I'm a hustler, baby, right? But what is a hustler really? A liar. Someone who do anything to get money. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's what a hustle is. A hustle is a con. So I'm hustling. I'm hustling. I'm doing my thing. Hustling to me when I came up was niggas scrambling on the corner with for jumps and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So hustling always equated. So hustler is what uh, in the Caucasian community they would um, equate as gumption or or being a go getter. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Or or you know what I'm saying? Being a shark in business. Mm-hmm. Right. But white men know how to separate business and personal stuff. Black people don't know how to do that. With black people, it's all personal. It's all business. You know what I'm saying? Right. And even if you are a so-called millionaire person that knows how to separate the two, 
you will find that once you do that and you have done that, you then set yourself at odds with others in the community that don't know how to do that as well. Because all black people take shit personal. Because they identify themselves as black, you see? And the term black means that you want to be white. And that's why most black people want to be white. Mm. Right? Yeah. That makes total sense. Makes total so sense. It's, it's sad. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean that. So like if I use the term black, because I'm a Moorish American or more. So if I use the term black in a colloquial way when I'm speaking to my brother or I'm speaking to a person who's not Moorish, I'm still using it from the context of the highest aspect of it. They are only dealing with the concept of it that they know, which is what's locked them into being, to having to identify as such. I'm talking, when I say black or, or that, I'm really thinking triple stage darkness. You know what I'm saying? Melanocytes, melanocrites, melasomes, you know what I'm saying? Um, EU melanin, I'm thinking cosmic, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking um, dark matter, dark energy when I'm talking to it. But the average person is not doing that. They think in black, like, you know, average black person. And that term is relegated them to only thinking that way. You see, that's why it's so hard for them to let go of it. Mm. Because they, because every 25 years, they call black people something different. So now, even when we go back to Indian, Indian was used to describe property of the East Indies Company. So any foreign property owned was referred to as the Indies. Therefore, the people who existed on that foreign property were then referred to as Indians. You see what I'm saying? Then the Spanish, through their operation started to then use a religious context to give them a religious superiority and then started referring to them as lost indios, meaning those without God. You see? So that's not even the right term. You know what I mean? Because that was used to denote or to get rid of more. So you have the layman, right? The Greek speakers. This is what I call them now. The Greek speakers who tell you shit like, oh, well, you're only Moors because that's what that's what the Greeks and the Romans called, called them. So again, so you mean to tell me then that the only people on earth that have been known, known on record, we can look up old Roman records in the Roman uh, Praetorium, in the, in the annals of the Praetorium, right? That's an actual book that talks about the wars of the Romans. And there's extensive wars between the Romans and the Moors. So you mean to tell me that the Moors, i.e. the Carthaginians or whoever who was fighting against these people, hated them so much that they would fight them for thousands of years, but they would allow themselves to be called the name of the people they've been fighting for a thousand years. Hmm. That's, that's what you're telling me? So you're telling me because Greeks, and the term Greek comes from Greekos or Grekos, which means stupid. Slow. So when we think of the Greeks, you got to think of the Greeks as the slow and stupid people of the ancient world who had always had to be taught something because they didn't know shit. 
And when we speak of those people, that was a certain homogenized group of people. They not that did they didn't represent the greater Peloponnesian archipelago that existed there amongst the Ionians, the Dorians, the Corinthians, the Spartans, and these people. And all them people was melanated. Okay, they just wasn't as swift on other things as other people were. So you mean to tell me that these people who they were fighting against would allow themselves? They whole nation to be named by the people that they fight in. That would be like me and you going to a football game, and then um, I'm voting for the Giants, you voting for the, the Buccaneers or whoever. And then at the football game, halfway through, they decide that they don't want to be called the Giants no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And these ones don't want to be the Buccaneers no more. Or, whatever. or excuse me, they all going to swap names. Hmm. So now the Giants is the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers is the Giants. So who's fighting who? Who's playing who? See what I'm saying? Like, you don't do that. Right. You don't switch horses in midstream. If I'm fighting against you to maintain my name, I'm not going to take the name that you're calling me. You see what I'm saying? To identify with. It's maladapted and it doesn't work logically. So anybody spouting that is Grecas, is stupid. You see what I'm saying? Or for better, a better word, they're nice. Like the prophet said, the prophet said, the European is your fellow man, always treat him nice. Fellow is another name for corporation. Nice is another name for stupid. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if the European is your fellow man, the one that fell low and became a corporate ID, then in order for you to deal with him, you got to treat him nice. I mean, you got to treat him like he's stupid. And when, you, and when you come up across police and shit, that's how you talk to them. You talk to them like they're stupid children. Like you got to calm them down. Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm reaching for my wallet. I'm going to stand here. I'm not resisting. Like you got to talk to them like they're stupid because they are. You understand? Because they, they joined up with an organization that was set up to kill people. That's what it is. And it came from um, a slave catching thing, from when we was enslaving and slave catching them. And they just re- reversed on us, which is what an emancipato is. Emancipation is. It's a, it's a transference of ownership. And that's what has happened to us. So it's not so much about you or I and what we think um, is happening. It's what's happening. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Definitely. And um, so, yeah, definitely things are mixed up. And I wanted to, um, in conclusion, because mm-hmm. I appreciate your time here and just build on um, I would like to ask you this. I said, if mm-hmm. you, if, if some, because I'm sure at that time there were people who asked you, may have took you to the side and, you know, wanted to know more. Mm-hmm. Um, if a young person was to come to you now and ask, like, where do I start? You, you know, all this information, this is a lot, you know, besides, of course, checking out your videos and your work, um, what would you guide them to? What would you say, like, is the first step as far as research, either book or online search? What would you say? The first thing, what, what always attracted me to the more to the Moors was, and then, you know, the more Science Temple of America, 
was or is the idea that the whole movement is really based on self, knowledge of oneself. But the tenets of that love, truth, peace, freedom, justice, and equality are all what are considered or are known as virtues. So virtue is something that our people seem to negate because we live in this criminal-based society where we have come to believe that criminality amongst original people, our people is somehow the norm or like that's how we always were, but we are not a criminal people. That was never our bag. We were never the type of people out here trying to, like we were the ones saving humanity, period. And they'll tell you that as much as they want to say the Moors enslaved people, like they'll show you Moors from Africa, not even Moors, they'll show you Congolese, East African, Swahili speakers wearing marked up feathers. And then they'll say, oh, look at what the Moors was doing in the Belgian Congo. Bullshit. They wasn't even Moors. They was all Eastern speakers. They were Swahili speakers. They wasn't speaking no Arabic. They wasn't speaking no, no Moorish, Mograbin, no Latin, no nothing. And let's keep it real. Most of the so-called colonialism that happened in so-called Africa was initiated by Black European noble monarchs or what they considered noble monarchs who used white decoys to run the rest of Europe while they went into Africa to do what they was doing. But we are so into making the white man God and making him so infallible that he's so powerful that he just did it all himself and that never sat right to me. It never made sense that this nigga could do all the shit that he did when he only been, he ain't even been bathing for 150 years. So there's no way that these motherfuckers is moving the way that they moving by themselves. Some people that look like us is pumping in them too. And it's a vice versa thing. They're working together. So any youngster that's coming into this now, what I would do first is acknowledge yourself. Ask yourself the questions that you need to ask, especially if you were put into situations to throw you off of your adulthood, such as molestation, such as verbal abuse, such as being deprived of your father, such as being deprived of your mother, such as being forced into um, Black brule circumstances like having to go to cotillions or being put into Jack and Jill programs or or putting in situations around people that are trying to get you to negate who you are. Assess those things that have happened to you and come to grips with them before you try to move forward and try to cover it up with this new knowledge because it's still going to be there. Mm -hmm. Just because you got right knowledge doesn't make you a good person, a right person. Just because you are a more or Moorish American and understand the empire and going into that doesn't mean that you have good character. You know what I mean? Like, it's certain things that have to be within you first. You can have oil, all of that, and then not be a loyal person. So, what you should understand first is that love, truth, peace, freedom, justice, or, or being virtuous is actually the right way of humanity. That's how we're supposed to be. It's not something to aspire to. It's something that you really are if you give yourself a chance. But if you constantly believe what you hear on rap songs and what's, what the DNC and the CCP is putting out there, that white supremacy, critical race theory, white people is always going to control you. Black people are always going to be at the bottom. There's never no real hope. You're always going to be under the control of somebody. Like if you entered all that type of shit, excuse my language, 
If you into all of that type of, of mind control dogma, then this ain't for you. Because and I and I suggest you stay away from more science and stuff because it's gonna tear you up. Right. Uh the other thing you might want to do is study self. So much so that you practice things like that are not practiced today, like indifference, like keeping your opinion to yourself, like reading about something before you speak on it, like taking time to research something from the opposite point of view. Don't always research things from the perspective that you want to prove your point right. Research from the perspective that your point is wrong. And then you will see the opposite, that it actually is right if it is. See what I'm saying? Do the opposite. Also, hit myriad of different sources and scholars. If you can verify one thought in seven different sources, you're good. If you get it in 10, you're golden. But out of those 10 sources, seven to 10 sources that you get, you also need to look into at least three other sources that negate that. So this way, when a debater or somebody else comes to you with an opposite point of view, you're not thrown off. And you not feel like you're missing something because you made yourself aware of the other side of the argument. So now you don't have to be so possessive with what you're speaking because you've accepted that there is another version of the argument. Therefore, you're not trying to just make your argument right. Stop. Stop talking. Stop getting in conversations with people and just waiting for your chance to talk. Listen to what the individual is saying to you. Practice, practice active listening and divine indifference. Learning to concern your opinion and keep your opinions to yourself. Learn that. You know what I mean? Learn what it's like not to care about what everything and everybody else is caring about. That doesn't mean that you're careless. It just means that you may be very, very sensitive. There are a lot of our people that are water signs, cancers, Pisces, and they're very sensitive, more sensitive Scorpios, more sensitive than they even think. So it's not good. So shit like Twitter and stuff like that's not good for them all the time to constantly be on there, constantly be dealing with other people's emotions, constantly be trying. It's not good. You're not made, we're not made to constantly be informing on one another. So when it comes to more science now, um, I would definitely start with reading the Circle 7 Quran, you know what I mean? Um, And understand that Morse existed before Noble Jarli. Right. And Noble Jarli is the prophet, but the prophet like all prophets doesn't mean that they're perfect or infallible and that no one should be worshiping anybody, especially nobody should revering admiration is different than worshiping. I never read anything that the prophet said, worship him as God. I never read anything like that. Exactly. It's not in there. I read the opposite. I read that it all starts with you. What are you going to do with all this stuff I've given? Therefore, I would not make him a mystery God. You know what I'm saying? Same way they done made Father Allah and the Gods of Earth a mystery God or whoever, whatever leader. Because these leaders were chosen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
And unfortunately, they weren't always chosen by us. You know what I'm saying? Yet, we're supposed to take the good part and don't care about the poor part. So the best part of the meal is what you remember. You don't remember, you don't think about the part of the meal that you didn't like. Like when you eat the good thing of fish, for those people that eat fish, you think more about the fish and less about the bones. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because you want the good meal. So the bone is the means to an end to get there. So you don't curse the bone for the fish meal. You understand? Exactly. You just eat the meal and spit the bones out. out so it's the same thing with reality. You take the best part for yourself. You don't care about the poor part. And the part that is poor, you do the knowledge to to make sure that that poverty doesn't inset in you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do. I would definitely do research on any organization that you choose to be a part of if you want to do that. But don't feel that because you're a part of an organization that you have to stay there. These are all schools of thought. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us been through a lot of them. However, the Moorish thing was always at the top for me because that's what it seemed like everybody else was low-key fronting on and not trying to build. I always go to the root, you know. Yeah. And on record, the Moors are the ones that are on file all over the world fighting against Rome. So anybody down with that, I'm down with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I like what you said about the aspect of studying both sides. Mm-hmm. Like that, you dropped the jewel. Like, a lot of people may not catch that. The fact that you have to, in order for you to be balanced, Yes. Even if you subscribe to a certain thought pattern, know the other side. Yeah. For the purpose like, of yeah, having that balance. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people, like I've met elders that I've that I've learned from, you know what I'm saying? Um and you know, even low-key like endorsed me, but it doesn't mean that I knew every intricate thing about this person. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? And it wasn't my place to get into another grown man business about whatever it is they're doing and not doing. Like, I'm not there for that. I'm there to learn what it is that we're here to learn today. Yeah. So I've been around elders where I've had that ability to sit there and soak it up, do the knowledge or whatever, and not expect nothing else from them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And not get caught up in what their opinion is and not feeling like I got to agree or defend every opinion that they have. You dig what I'm saying? Because his job as an elder is to get me, the young one, coming up with what I need so I can disseminate it how I do, not to just be a mouthpiece for him or her. Exactly. Exactly. But what these guys are doing is infusing. I watched people buddy hustle up to other people in the community, other elders or whatever, and literally try to become them. Or create circumstances where these elders got to only be dependent on them. So that way, whenever people think of this elder, they only think they think it is God too. You know what I'm saying? And now they can now inhabit that space that they always wanted to be in with that person. But it wasn't to be with that person. It was to replace that person. Supplant it. Yeah. Supplant them. Usurp them. And then make everybody else forget about you. Like right now in comic book, the reason why com- American comics is going into the toilet is because they got all these SJW, trans, gay, 
uh, pro-keto people writing these books and people who don't even read comics. Like they got Walter Mosley writing the same comic right now. Like what? <laughs> but I'm, but I'm gonna get it because Walter Mosley, right? right? So who knows? Right. But I'm like, what? But anyway, um, they're doing this because the agenda is to destroy the male heterosexual archetype of the hero. So you'll notice in movies that you or TV shows or whatever, they have a thing now where they'll take the old character we knew and love and grew up with or whatever, and they'll do something to make that character seem weak or whack or messed up or whatever. And then they'll bring another character in to take the name over. But this character is worse. <laughs> this character is weaker. This character, they done race swapped it. It's gender swapped. It's something else, whatever. Like, the new Black Panther, you can't have a male Black Panther, so you're going to have Shuri. They're going to, um, she's going to be a female. Um, the what you call it, the new Iron Man, that's going to be a female. The new Thor, that's going to be a female. The new, um, what you call it, Doctor Strange, that's going to be a female. The new, um, they're all going to be females. So you're going to see a bunch of females just beating up men all the time now. But the thing is, in the comic side, they're making them also look like men. So they're creating a form of gender dysphoria in the medium. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to, to yep. your point, you mentioned Doctor Strange. Yeah. How, because people who don't read his comics, they wouldn't know it. In the movie, the, his teacher is a woman, but in the mm-hmm. comic, it's a man. It's a man. He's right. bald in the they movie. Switched. So that's just yes. to your point. And he's Asian. Exactly. So they made it a white woman, a white British woman who's supposed to be ancient because we got to put you in your mind in the fantasy realm that white people been here before you. Just like in the new Eternals movie, the Eternals represent the first super beings on the planet to come or whatever. And one of them is a black dude, the dude from ATL, but then he's gay. See what I'm saying? But then the Salma Hijack character that's in it, she actually was the black dude in the comic book. Who was not, you see what I'm saying? So everything is gender swap. Everything is race swap. Nothing can be what it is. So then they say, oh, well, it's fiction. Why do you care if they switching up fiction stuff or whatever, whatever? Because it still is a con- there's still a context by which the hero's journey, regards to what it is, is there to inspire humans to a better role. That's why all movies ended on a high note. It wasn't until the end of the 90s that they started making movies where it was always a, a downer, where the dude actually did wind up dead, where the dude actually did wind up, you see what I'm saying? Because they trying to show you that there's no hope. <laughs> so Superman, who was a, who was a, a symbol of hope, whether it's white, I bended a whole thing on that and showed how the whole science of him is based on the Moors and all of that, right? But that's irrelevant. Does that mean, so I know all of that, but guess what? I still like Christopher Reeve's Superman. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Right. Like I still liked Man of Steel when it came out with Henry Cavill or whoever his name is. Like just because I know that they're using this to destroy the the archetype of the, of the original man and woman, doesn't mean I still can't enjoy the entertainment and separate the two. Exactly. Because a black Superman does exist, but why do I need a black Superman? Why can't I just have another character? You see what I'm saying? That's distinct within itself that is not Superman, but it's just as good. You see what I'm saying? They won't let you do it. So what they, because they, because the real thing is that they can't create anything new. 
Mm. Like Black Panther, the whole the whole Black Panther movie is cursed. The whole thing is cursed. Everybody associated with that shit is cursed. Not because I say so, but because the niggas in Mount Kilimanjaro done cursed them. The niggas been dying from it, but wow. they downplaying it. The other day, the chick Shuri, who's now <laughs> going to be the fake Black Panther, who I think may be a trans dude on the low. That's just me. The to the right is what her name, what his name is, or what his name is. It looked like a tranny to me, but that's just me. My opinion. I don't know it personally. What I do know though is that you can have every other character. It's, so every other character is going to be in the Black Panther except the Black Panther. So I don't want to see it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Defeats the point. Because when when Christopher Reeve died, they didn't kill Superman. You know what I'm saying? Think about that. With, how many people have played? Superman had a curse on it. Everybody that played Superman from George Reeves died up until they flipped the curse with Henry Cavill and was able to stop it with him. Mm-hmm. But everybody that played him was dying. So now that this shit that happened with Black Panther, these niggas is dying. The other day, Shuri got into some shit lit to the right. She wound up getting things right after she signed these multiple contracts with them. Because these original people will still be a part of shit, knowing that it's cursed, knowing that their own people have been sacrificially been killed on the shit just to keep their money. They'll do it. And, and I know there's a brother named Prince Ambassador Prince Michael. He doesn't holler at them about it. Wow. He doesn't let them know about it. When Tifa Machi died, they told been told niggas about it. Wow. They still gonna do it. You understand that Chadwick Boseman died on Jack Kirby's birthday? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, that shit is cursed. So, right, right. you can put whoever you want in it. Put Samaritan in it. Put Storm in it. Put Black Iron Woman in it. I don't care. <laughs> if Black Panther's not in it, it's going to be shit. <laughs> I don't care. That's why you got to put everything else in it. Because in the end, you don't want the original archetype of the strong original man on his own, running his own country. You don't want that. You'd rather have that be played by a female. Mm-hmm. Because the guise is that we as Black males have always been a matriarchal system. And that patriarchy is evil. This is the type of shit that they they crazy. Mm-hmm. They yeah. got us believing that our grand that all our grandfathers raped our grandmothers now. This is the shit that this is the shit that these women is out here doing. They got us thinking that, that anything dealing with a heterosexual black man, these are the new white men. These are the new white supremacists, us. The ones that's not trying to deal with none of it. The ones that don't want a black a so-called original woman with a blonde weave or anything like that, that wants her to be healthy and not morbidly obese, that if I say that to her now, now I'm fat shame on because the bitch is like Lizzo. You know what I'm saying? So this is what I'm saying. This, this is what it is with, with our people. We just got to get to a point where we stop worrying about what everybody else is doing, man, and just do us. Exactly. exactly. And for more specifically, I think more specifically, we need to do that. And weed out in our own communities who the dirty ones is and all of that and handle that privately. Mm-hmm. Because this internet back and forth shit is not it's not gonna help. Because what because what they're really doing with this attack on the cons community or the cons community attacking itself or whatever's happening, mm-hmm. what they're really doing is 
trying to get rid of any party that existed at the time that it existed before the conscious community was on the internet or anybody connected to the original organic aspect of it so we can move all those people out and then replace them with these new pundit niggas these tasha k's these these new types of people that have no relationship with it not really with it at all none of that. yeah so all these hollywood niggas now that don't got no jobs anymore, they now could be the new youtube people and now the corporate interests can still run that and now the new conscious community is filled up with people you know what i'm saying that was never in it you see and now they can put who they want into it the same way they created the industry plant like takashi and they created an industry plant like lizzo and an industry plant like this you think they're not doing that in their conscious community oh, yeah. i've been seeing the niggas do this that's why most of these niggas that come into this thing, they're either coming out of jail, they have some sort of criminality, they have extensive jail records and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like what happened to just coming out of college and going into this? Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. What what happened in, in all of that? People all they have to negate the fact that they had regular jobs. And so they couldn't do it as much. There's a lot of people that came who had a lot of great knowledge in the community but couldn't sustain it because they actually was in their real life. And they was right. actually not trying to be out here robbing and stealing and conning people. Exactly. And didn't want to deal with, with what it is now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. That is definitely a fact. And um, so that said, honest to you for being one of the ones who are truly standing up, you know, and still keeping the, inte- keeping the integrity. Thank you, you know, absolutely, absolutely, brother. And I want to um, take a special honor to your wife as well. I know she couldn't um, nah, make it. Thank you. Yeah, she couldn't make it, man. She was trying to get her orders out. You know, absolutely. Was- and just let everybody know, I'm a supporter as well. Ah, that's what's up, you know what I'm saying? Thank Got my you, rosemary bro. baby. Islam, thank you, brother. Um, absolutely. That's what's up, man. Definitely, brother. So for everybody, go check her out. That's um, Cordoba. Organics.com, yep. correct? That's right. C-O-R-D-O-B-A uh, Organics.com. Um, definitely check that out. Um, I was also going to say, um, for those people, like I was, I used to give, well, I still do, but not so much now. I used to give a lot of book lists and stuff out over the years, but I stopped doing it because I noticed that they started to outprice the books where people couldn't even get them. Mm-hmm. Outpricing like half a million dollars type shit. But there are some that you can still get um, for beginners, people just coming in and stuff. Definitely get the Circle 7 Quran. Just, and again, if you're a Moor, even if you're not a part of Moor Science Temple of America, it's still a great book, you know what I mean? As a Moor who is domiciled at America to do the knowledge to, you know what I'm saying? Um, I know there's a lot of controversy right now going on with um, the profit based on this book or whatever that came out. And every so often, I notice every like three to five years, there's always something or somebody that comes out trying to disparage uh, Noble Jolly um, for whatever reason. And again, I'm not so arrogant to sit here and strive to defend a dead man or um, someone who I look at as uh, uh, inspirational. However, I'm also not 
um, uh, so naive to understand that thing, a lot of things that have happened historically haven't accurately been put into the proper context. And therefore, I can't, as much research as I do and all of that, I can't inject my bias into it in a researching situation like that. You know what I mean? I got to look at it for what it is. So until I really do the knowledge to it, you know what I'm saying? I don't really get into that aspect of it. But I will say that the movement itself has been infiltrated and messed up officially, I would say, since like 29. You know what I mean? And then once the reorganization of 38 came, and now there was a difference between the temples being those members who existed pre-29, pre-28, and they little shit, and then those that didn't, and they other little shit was different. All right. We can do it. And so um, that's what happened. They created a, a difference. So the temples was now the people's houses in which we are all more science temples now. You know what I mean? And the people had the charter in the house, which then made the house a religious dwelling, which then meant that it couldn't be taxed on the property rolls. You see what I'm saying? And then you had now the physical temples now that people were physically going to that was now under the whole different moderation thing that they were doing. And then the next schism came by the 40s. And thus, here we are. So between all of that time and all of these different people came and all of these different people working to usurp or take or do what they're doing, it created a situation where the Moors the three branches, in a sense, have ever since somewhat never rejoined. You know what I mean? So you will have Moors trying to do campaigns against other sects of Moors, you see, and vice versa, which then allow all the other groups to come up off of our discord with one another. Exactly. So recently, the Supreme Grand Sheep, D. Bailey Ill, passed and changed form. So definitely want to give honors to him because that was one of our regards to what sect you in or whatever it is. That was one of our last direct line connections. You right. see what I'm saying? From True. that epoch. True. So technically right now, we're kind of cut off from that. You see? Yeah. So as we're cut off from that now, we're in this phase now where Morse is looking around, trying to figure out who's going to try to step up and be the next one. You see? But they really can't be. And so you're going to have a lot of people jockeying for position, trying to cast other people out and all this bullshit. The same way it happened before. People, you know, please protect the the elders' works or whatever paperwork or whatever ancient stuff he got because these niggas would try to run up in there and take that shit. And then try to use that as a means to lord over other moors and other people. And this is the problem. You know what I'm saying? This is where we find ourselves. So I would definitely say Circle 7 Quran, Golden Age of the Moor by Ivan Van Sertema, 10 Years of Secret Diplomacy by Irwin, if you can get that. Diplomatic relations between the United States and the Barbary powers. Get that if you can. Um, Um... 
African presence in early America, African presence in early Europe, African presence in early Asia, definitely. Um, what else? Um, primitive, primitive uh, Black nations of ancient America, um, Saga America, America BC, um, Golden Trade of the Moors, definitely, if you could get that, great one. Um, um, Othello's Children in the New World. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, when Nations Gather, that's a hidden gem. Any books by J.A. Rogers, any books by oh, Prince yeah. Riel Bay. Um, any Black's Law Dictionary between the first and the fourth edition, if you go between that, you would go to the seventh. I was bugging because I said that in an interview one day and it wound up in a movie. And um, get that, definitely. Um, Bouvier's, if you get another Black's Law beside the first to the fourth edition, you would do the seventh. And I believe that one has a red cover. And I think that's the only version that has Continental Congress in it. On the seventh, uh, yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, those are good to start with. Okay. Definitely. And um, I guess that's it for now. I can think of. Um, Just, yeah. Okay, Islam. That's more than enough to start with. You know, mm-hmm. I, anyone who gets that list, they're, they're definitely good to go to start. So definitely Thank you. gratitude. Gratitude for that. Definitely. And uh, for you as well, um, if someone is interested, I know they, they can check out your videos on your YouTube channel, Asir the Duke of Tears. Um, is there any any other thing you like to promote as far as how people can contact you, get your work otherwise? Excellent, Morsi. Wow. My son just showed me he got three sides of the Rubik's crew, Rubik's cube. It's pretty good, bro. Um Yes, anybody wants to hit me up, you can hit me up at houseofl at hotmail.com. Um, you could also, uh, if you want to hit me up with, you know, hit me there for consultations or, you know, anything like that, you can hit me up there. I also do classes every Sunday night from 9 p.m. to 11 uh, online. Um, you can check out www.assetajuketeers.com and www.gumroad.com and then type in assetajuketeers in the chat and uh, all our classes and stuff come up. Um, I got some new projects coming out in a little while, so definitely look out for that. Um, What else was I going to say? Anybody wants to send a donation, you can do so via Cash App to Money Sign, capital DS418. That'd be cool. And um, what else? Yeah, on, on uh, Facebook, as I said, excuse me, YouTube, as I said, it took the tears, but I have a low, they got a low key shadow ban on me. Mm-hmm. So if you subscribe, please subscribe and please share it with other people to subscribe because, and then also check sometimes because like 
they'll take my notifications off. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll try to like lose a subscriber here and there with me. They'll like marginalize. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. So they'd be on that with me. You know what I mean? Um, also, you could check out being that my queen and I was the first people to step away from the quote unquote general conscious community. You could um, hear about what that was like on Blog Talk Radio. Go to Blog Talk Radio, type it Super Hey Woo Radio. I see it do the tears. And it should be about seven years worth of information. Seven years worth of um, shows of which we go in specifically as to, in a sense, everything that's happening right now. Almost everything we're talking about now, we was talking about then. Well, we were using ourselves as the example based on all of the crazy shit they tried to do to us Mm. for not being a part of certain things they was doing up there. You know what I mean? Right. So if you want to go and check the archives in that, that's why I don't have to say people's names and go into none of that now because we was the first ones bombing. We was one of the first ones blacklisted. And a lot of it was because I was with an original woman and I'm not a Freemason right. and she's dark-skinned. And I realized very early with a lot of these guys that they're not into that <laughs> That a lot of these guys start out in the community with, with original women. And then later on, you start seeing what happened. You start mm-hmm. hearing the gay stuff. You start hearing this. Then you start seeing with white girls. See what I'm saying? So, again, man, I never want, I didn't get into this to be ruled over by. Uh, I didn't leave the, the 85 realm to come into the conscious realm and then be ruled over by 85 consciousness, you know what I'm saying? Or by people who's acting like they got knowledge of self and they just really don't. They actually hate black people. They actually hate melanated people. And they're in this community to cause more confusion. So those of us who are what they refer to as foundational Americans, meaning that we were actually born here and that we have ancestry that's always been here. Just because you are more or more American doesn't mean that you're claiming to be somewhere else. Because as I told you, all of Africa, the South, there's an article you can pull up that says, you can look it up. It says 250 million year old piece of Africa found in the Southeastern United States. Mm -hmm. So what they're saying is this part or the part of the United States that they refer to as the Eastern Seaboard or the southeastern seaboard from Florida up all the way up to Maine, and as far in as Atlanta, Louisiana, right, and Chicago. It's basically saying that all of that was the western portion of Africa, which then means that what the prophet said was correct, right? Mm-hmm. And that also means that what we've been saying has been that, that this is northwest Africa, right, is what we've been saying. And the fact that Africa is a word that was coined that by the Latin speakers, we know that those same Latin speakers are the Moors, right? And who were referring to themselves as Phoenician, Carthaginians, Fomorians, Etruscans, whatever. But then over here, they develop into what what the white man referred to as the barbarous nations, i.e. the barbarous powers. So those barbarous nations, there's a map 
type in the barbarous nations of the United States, and you will see on this map, it shows you the Miccosukee, the Tesalagi, the this, the that, the uh, Seminole, the, the uh, uh, Delaware, all of that. So what they basically saying is the barbarous nations are those Barbary powers or those Moorish nations that were already here, that were redesignated and now called Indians. So why would you call Indians Barbary, barbarians? You see what I'm saying? When you told us that you refer to Indians as savages. So which one is it? Right, right. The barbarous nations got to be the Moors that was already here who were broken up into so-called clans or tribes that then fell under these names like Apache, Comanche, um, um, Paiute, Ute, um, Panahasua, uh, Seneca. That's why you got the Seneca here, and then you got the Seneca over there in Africa. That's why you got the tribe of the Zulu. There's a tribe of, of so-called Indians called the Zulus, the Catabas, the Mohegans, the, Mo- the Mohawks, the Montabas, the uh, Mantibos, the Ojibwe. All of these are Moorish names. <laughs> yeah. The term Muslim is a Moorish name, is an is a, is a American word. It's a Delaware word that came from the Delaware, so-called Delaware Moors. And we know that they are Moors. And they were called most, they called the term Muslim an ancient fife holder. Mm-hmm. So when the prophet called us Muslims, he's using it from the context of an American word. Yeah. Not some Arabic shit that they created in the 19th century with the creation of Arabia and all of that. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we are home. We are in Africa. We are in Morocco. Like it's all the same place for us. Right. It's just been mixed, matched, and flipped up so much that people don't follow the through line. But the Moorish thing is the through line between the real history and the artificial history that was created in 1581 with the creation of the intercessiveness by the papal, by the so-called uh, papal see. And that's it, man. So when you say that you are more and you're saying, um, so when you say you're more, you are saying you're Tisali. You are saying you're more white. You are saying that you're um, Seminole. You are that. You're just not using the inferior designation that negates the legal and the lawful application of that in real time. That's why you declare your nationality. That's why you establish an identity outside of that which was created by the stupid Greek people around you. Because again, the term Greek or Grecas, again, mean slow or cracker. This is where we get cracker from too. Mm. Mean slow people. So anybody using Greek anything <laughs> and acting like that place existed prior to 1965 is a damn lie. Or whenever Greece was founded. I think it may have been found, it may have been founded like in the 70s, bro. Wow. I gotta look at the date. Look at the date as when the, the, the Greece was founded. I'm not talking about the fake Greece from the old time, we're talking about that. Half of these African countries, your grandmother older than them. Right, right. You understand? Yeah. At, at the Olympics this year, Zimbabwe had a bunch of Chinese people <laughs> active for them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so in the end, Mo, it's all we all we got. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We all we got. And we need to 
learn to love each other more than we hate. And we need to give each other the room to be wrong sometimes and stop trying to make it that just because you liked the information that this person was providing means that you were somehow supporting the entire criminal activity. Like, that's not true. Not everybody that was paying into these pundits was actually doing it from the perspective of trying to support them as criminals because they didn't know that they were criminals. Exactly. They didn't know. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Stop blaming the people. Stop making fun of people. Telling black people how stupid they are for following something like that or whatever. Right. Like, none of us are at the level of geniushood where we could see something in hindsight in the moment and know. Everybody's a genius in hindsight. Yep. Everybody's a work in progress. So just because this nigga was a crook and he was stealing and doing all the shit he was doing or she was doing that too, does not mean the movement is is that. Does not mean that the people who was actually supporting them knew any of that. Yeah. Because yeah. if they was in upfront with it all, it wouldn't have got off the ground. So just like the comic industry, just like the music industry, we got to use a patsy. Give them the script and hope that people think this nigga's real. You know what I'm saying? When in actuality, he never was. Because the nigga just came out of nowhere. They, these niggas just come out of nowhere. So you say and we got a, a bunch of Takashi 6 9s up in the... Yes. <laughs> in the yes. <laughs> For years, these niggas been here. For years. For years. Me and my queen just made it out by the skin of our teeth, man. We done lost a baby to this. These niggas tried to poison us. These niggas tried to blackmail me. Tried to blacklist us. Bullshit. All because... I'm a more, and I'm not going to participate in y'all little whatever y'all doing, y'all little pageant y'all doing. And I'm dropping down to the people. I'm snitching to the people and letting people know this is what they doing. That's why, like I said, if people go back and listen to them seven years worth of shows of Super Haven Radio, right. we, we done went through all of it because it was happening to us when it wasn't popular, when everybody was riding these people, when everybody was going, niggas was Niggas was going to lectures where they was telling people that Duke was going to teach you how to set fires with your mind. I'm like, this nigga going to teach you how to be a pyrokinetic you know, when to people. I remember that. Remember that? I remember that. Remember yep. So he going to teach you to be a pyrokinetic, set fires with your mind, but these niggas can't even, to people who can't even pay their rent on time. Like, <clears throat> people don't even have a place to live. So, again, man, thank you for having me on, bro. My pleasure, brother. Thank you for being on. Uh, thanks to the Moors, Moorish Americans, the greater Moors of the greater empire. Uh, again, honest to the Supreme Grand Sheik, barely ill to pass. Honest to our brother from the Contras community who passed, brother Eugene Arnold L. Yeah, when I think of the Contras community, I think of the people, man. And I met so yeah. many good people. Forget who was giving the lecture. The people, man. Right. And like I said, I had people come from all over the country. I've done lectures, man. People have driven, flown in, like other country type shit. So, I, so how could I be there trying to scam somebody like that? How could I be there and not try to be as, as open as I can with somebody that's literally traveling to see you? Like, I just was never that type of person right. to be able to sleep with myself with shit like that. So... Big up to them. Big up to Arnold. Because Arnold, like I said, when I first came into the community, he was one of the first people there. Elder. 
and Mr. Tino Arnold's father mm. uh, from Martin. Anyway, he um, was one of the first ones from day one supported me. And when he and when he started seeing a lot of the BS that was happening, they were trying to do with us. He would come up to me and make sure I was all right. He would come up, him and others, big up to Azariah, big up to um, those moors that was in front of Juice Bar and Fudishi, like the el like the elder types. Whereas yeah. the niggas my age, they was all competing with one another. So I just stayed away from all these niggas after a while. You know what I mean? And um. Those elders, those those people, those grandmothers, those mothers that bring their children to them lectures, and the time where all where everybody's ideology was respected. We need to get back to that, right? You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I don't care what you are when it comes to banging on this devil. If you with it in the protection of our children, I'm down with you, man. Whether you're wearing a fez, a kufi, a cross, whatever. So long as you're not an agent, so long as you're not trying to sabotage what we're doing, we, the Moors could work with everybody. True. Because we're the ones that organize everybody's shit for them. <laughs> you know what yep. I'm saying? Yeah. So whether we was the Padishahs, um, the, the Bays, the Ills, the Atlantic, whatever we are, we always come to bring balance and harmony back to what was messed up. So we need to get back on that. So your platform, bro, is great for that. And again, man, it's for the youth. Yeah. Because the niggas my age is done. You know what I'm saying? They they over. So don't even look to these guys to give you nothing, give the youngsters nothing other than what they've been giving them. Right. Because they all too plugged in. They all they got too much to lose. Right. So I'm looking towards the generations under my sons, my youngest son's children. And he's 13. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at that generation now. So mm-hmm. we need to start to do that, man, and kind of like render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Stop trying to convince people of shit that they don't already accept it. You know mm. what I mean? Stop trying to get conscious people to 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 be uh, awake. You know what I mean? <laughs> like let people be where they at and get yeah. your home, your estate, your nationality, your your deity, and all that straight. Then worry about everybody else. Absolutely, brother. Appreciate you, Mo. And welcome, welcome anytime, brother. Until next time, I appreciate you, bro. Peace and love. Inshallah, inshallah, man. We'll get there. Peace, Mo. Peace, Peace human families of the planet Earth, man. Love Indeed. and light and honest to all, all that uh, we've lost, man, and all that we will, unfortunately. Honestly. All right. All right. Peace. Peace. Man.